I'm sitting there and it's just like, sheesh, man. Where is this coming from? Like, why am I feeling like I should just stop doing it right now? Because I've been in this spot for so long. And uh, words can't explain it. It was just like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it after that, dude. Like, I, I had, like, I had tried two other times. And this was the third time was the time. I'm going to do it. It's going to happen. No, it's not. <laughs> the big guy came in and uh, interceded directly straight into me at that moment. And like I had goosebumps and everything. And I was like, okay. I, I kind of just heard just basically, you know, you're going to go home. You're going to tell your parents that this happened. You're going to be okay. You've got so much more of a purpose in this world than you ever thought that you did. And you just can't see it yet. But you have to go through some stuff to see that. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to thank you for listening to the If I Must Boast podcast. I want to take a quick moment to share the heart and mission behind these episodes. 2 Corinthians 11.30 says, If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. In sharing our weakness and stories of suffering, we are able to reveal God's strength and power. It is my hope that these real, authentic, raw conversations with just everyday people inspire you to the cross and give you the courage to share with your community what you were going through. Because within that, we are able to give God all the glory. With that, I am so excited for today's guest. Let's boast. All right, welcome to the podcast. William Parks, we are live. The crowd goes crazy. <laughs> Man, I'm excited to uh, talk with you. I know we've kind of crossed paths um, I think what at bonfire once, and then a Christmas party. Yeah, it was bonfire and Christmas party. That was two months or so. Was it in Franklin? Was that down in? Yeah, there was one in Franklin. Yeah. It was a Christmas party. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. we were sitting across the room. That's what we it was. Yeah, making up. We were just stuff. eye contact, <laughs> and it was like I definitely know him, but <laughs> I haven't I haven't talked to him in yeah, a minute. I haven't. I've, you know, I've talked to him one time about the bonfire, but now we're just messing around. Yeah, it all started from there, man. The bonfire was a good night, though. That was really fun to kind of get to meet you and. Yeah. I met a lot of people that night, honestly. Yeah, I think that was that like the first time you've like, obviously you're friends with a few different people within right. fellowship. But was that like the first time you've like, kind of been around a good amount of the fellowship people? I'd say so. Um, I haven't I haven't done other than that any of the young adult stuff with them. Mm -hmm. uh, just I have a few other groups that I've kind of intertwined with too. So it's like Tuesday nights. Is that correct me if I'm wrong? That's where fellowship does. We moved to stuff. Thursdays recently, we to Thursdays? but yeah, Ooh, I might have to get more involved. I know you're a busy dude. So yeah, we, I, <laughs> got a lot of We're, things. We got going the on. schedule packed in, but we'll, we'll, uh, I definitely need to look into doing that. Yeah. I got it. Thursdays can sometimes get very hectic because people want to get videos or other things done mm -hmm. Thursday before the weekend that we can put it out over the weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've got to look into that though. Cause y'all are some good people. You guys are good people, good company. And, Blessed to have that night to get to meet you, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. If that night doesn't happen, <laughs> we're not sitting here at nope. this podcast. I'm not on Instagram going and following <laughs> you because I, I remember I think you were talking about it, maybe high level, or maybe it's just me remembering your name and looking up on Instagram, like and seeing, you know, all the stuff you're doing, all the creative things you're doing. Which I was like, this guy's got some talent, dude. And uh, yeah, I just wanted That's to. We, we could dive more into that, like oh, what yeah. you do currently, and dude, that, and then we can go a... back, you know, to the beginning of, of who you are and all yeah, that, dude. but... I'll break it down. Well, first and foremost, thank you for bringing me on. I uh, So, funny enough, anybody who's listening, I was in the car driving to a hike at like 5 o'clock in the morning yesterday, and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? 
I'm going to listen to this podcast. I'm going to listen to the first episode. And I listened to it all the way there. And I was like, this is fire. This is actually really good. <laughs> man, <laughs> so it, got, I it got me that. amped for today. I was like, let's go. <laughs> Dude, I appreciate that, man. Because was, I was holding on to it for a week or so. And yeah. I was like, the enemy really kind of plays with your head. You're like, is this good enough? Or, I'm like, the conversation already happened. I can't fly back to New Jersey or fly to Maryland with my friend and like rehab the conversation. Right, that right. was an authentic, real conversation. Yeah, man. So I just got to send it out there. You just got to do it. Just got, I yeah. just got to do it. That's And that's the hard part of it. Cause, and we'll tie into this here in a minute whenever I talk about kind of the story, my backstory a little bit. But putting stuff out there, the biggest hurdle that most people don't talk about Maybe maybe they do. Depends on who you follow and who you're who you're checking out online and stuff. But is that people are scared that you know you post something and it's kind of like, what's that going to do? Am I going to lose friends? Am I going to do? It's just like no, you just got to do it. You mm-hmm. just got to create it, do it, and just bask in the fact that you did it. Give glory to God, and you're going to be good. Yeah. So if people don't like it, they don't have to follow you. They don't have to be friends with you. It's it's their choice, right? Yeah. You know, as long as you're doing you, that's truly what I think matters most. Um. Yeah, we can dive into That's a little a, bit of background. You saying that is just so it's so it's so cool. Holy Spirit, thank you for bringing this to my mind. <laughs> you have a word. You got uh, a word. You got a word. Okay. I don't know drop if I have it, a word, it. but it's just like let's go. Uh, I posted this on my Instagram. Uh, maybe shameless plug. Follow me on Instagram, mm-hmm. Justin Dot I'm just trying to grow my following. He posts quality stuff. <laughs> you guys go check it out. Get motivated. Get get, get your five k in. Get your ten k in. You gotta get that run going. Um, but I posted it on. I think it was Wednesday because I lead my eighth grade boys then, and uh, I started this new thing with them. Just like words of wisdom from them, not like from me speaking into them. Like, hey guys, like what is something that you could tell to the rest of the group? Mm-hmm. That's just something that's cool, has some wisdom, insightful, whatever. Yeah. It could be anything, yeah. you know, it okay. could be like Cheerios are a great source yeah. of, you know, <laughs> fiber, fiber. <laughs> yeah, like whatever it is. And that's what I was expecting. Right. Or yeah, something like yeah. video game, you know, Fortnite thing. Yeah, yeah. And this kid just comes out and he's like, to, he's like, speak courageously guys. Like, don't be afraid um, of what people think. Uh, if they think you're uncool, very much like an eighth grade way of saying it. He said, yeah. like he spoke yeah. it. But you saying all that and me, and honestly, me being afraid to launch the podcast, it's like, who cares what anybody else think, yeah, thinks? God put this on my heart and he wanted me to do it. So I'm going to be immediately obedient. I'm not going to hold out. I'm mm-hmm. not going to wait months. Yep, yep. I'm going to do it right then. I like it. And that's it. And that's, it's cool that's that you said that because that reminded me of him, the eighth grader speaking into my life yeah man how cool is that right See, that's, that's a yeah. good word right there yeah. truthfully that's you know even even if we're applying it to other areas of life too you know the enemy always kind of wants to stop you from doing whatever you're supposed to be doing anyway whether it be a relationship or or what doing the right thing in a situation mm-hmm. you know um it's always going to be that kind of attack and you're going to kind of think and want to save grace for yourself a little bit and be like is this really something I want to do? What are all the repercussions of it? You get into analysis paralysis. I know we had a little back talk about this before the podcast started, but, um, and I, I dealt with the same thing whenever I started doing my stuff. I still deal with it to this day. Um, but it's a good word to remind yourself of and remember, because not only does it apply to this, but it applies a bunch of different areas in life, taking risks, you know, faithfully taking risks. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, that's funny, man. That's crazy. That just kind of happened. Though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what is faithfully taking a risk in the sense? I mean, I know you're a little bit about you, like where you're at now yeah, and yeah. kind of the, the choices you have made to allow you to kind of maybe step into 
the more creative side and doing right. all that. But what does that all look like and how did that come about? Dude, we'll, we'll jump back to that. So, or like we'll jump back in time to whenever that stuff started. So here's, here's the craziest thing is that I have always had this desire and this yearning to be like, man, I, I love making videos. I was that guy that dude, Snapchat probably hates me. Cause I've got so many memories of just, they're just <laughs> videos sitting there. <laughs> they're all just a bunch of random stuff, but it's like, I was always a guy that had a, camera quote unquote my phone in my hand and I just enjoyed taking videos and I'd make little trip videos and stuff on my phone on my own and I, I would never share them I just kind of keep them to myself and um it 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 was something that always been in my mind of like oh that would be kind of cool to start and just do for the fun of it just as a hobby why not and I had been in a relationship prior and that that was one of the reasons that kept me from doing that because if if anybody understands you know video equipment is not cheap. It is very expensive. Um, for someone who's just getting started, if you're already established in the industry, what's, what's it to you for a $10,000 camera? You know, if you're making a ton of cash, anyway, that's just cash flow. That's a totally different topic. But, um, it was, it was interesting because once that relationship ended, the door for that hobby opened and I was like, okay, well, Christmas is coming up. I think I'm just going to ask for for some cash to, to get a camera. And so I had my, you know, my family helped pitch in a little bit and, mm -hmm. um, I ended up buying my first camera in January of this year. Or, oh wait, no, it's 2024 in January of 2023. <laughs> right. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. You know, it's like, this is cool. I got a camera now. What do I do with it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I have a bunch of other buddies that they, they create content. They do that stuff. So I was like, okay, well they're in Nashville for new Year's, So, uh, I got to get with them and I got to figure out what I'm gonna do with them. And so I texted them. We got, we got in touch with each other and, and a little bit later on, we ended up starting, starting to do some stuff with each other. So, um, in the midst of all that started a podcast with them too. And prior to that, I had done podcasting all the way through college um, about cybersecurity because that is for those that don't know, that is my main field of work. Um, for lack of better words, I'm an ethical hacker, I guess is what they like to call it. Uh, basically, I, I act like I'm a bad guy, but I do it for the right reasons, as mm. the good guys do. <laughs> so we have fun with that. We break into companies. We teach them how we do it. That way they can fix all their issues. Um, no, I'm not committing any felonies. <laughs> but if I did it without a contract, I would be. <laughs> so thank you for having a contract. Um, <laughs> if you ever, like, you fall, you know, if you ever fall <laughs> off and just totally lose it, you're going to have a skill set that's very dangerous. It's very dangerous, very right? Unethical. Say, very unethical. And I got I'm a lot learning of all these that, things yeah. to potentially it's fall true. off and do some right. crazy stuff. That's a with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's funny though. Cause like as crazy as it sounds of a job, it's definitely something where, you know, I am so heavily documented in these companies that if something were to happen, like they know who to point the finger to within two minutes, maybe maybe more like 30 seconds. Um, so we're very, we're very tight kept on that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're held accountable for a lot of things and a lot of mishaps that happen at organizations. Um, but that's besides the story of, of the creative side, because that's, I think, I think the reason why I'm sharing that primarily is because that's my nine to five. And oftentimes it goes longer than nine to five. Sometimes it doesn't, sometimes I have super free days, but all the creative stuff has started on the side. So this just kind of goes to show and prove the point that I, I wasn't expecting to get into this space anyway. Mm -hmm. And dude, I, I got that camera and I just started shooting and just having fun with it. And I had people start to come up to me and be like, Hey man, 
I like your stuff. Could you do something for me? And I would be like, sure. I, I mean, I wasn't planning on doing that. I'm, I'm not really like professional at this. Like, sure. Yeah, well, we'll do it. I'll figure it out. Why not? And so I started doing that for a few folks. And the more that I did it, the more people came up and I was like, oh crap, is this, is this something potentially starting? And what was a hobby then turned into a passion. Mm -hmm. And so we invested more money into the equipment. We got a little better gear, spent a lot of time learning cinematics, the breakdown of how videos are made, how to tell a story in a video. Um, still working on that one, <laughs> but it continued to grow and flourish. And so in my mind, I'm like, okay, God, you close this door, you open this next door. What do I need to learn? Where do I need to go? What are the next steps I need to take? Right? Because I've never done this. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know it's working and you're providing me opportunities and I'm just trying to see, understand and abide. Right? And so a few months go by still doing work for other people. I've had more and more people come up, had a couple brands that came up, done work with them and amazing, amazing brands, shameless plug to 10 boom coffee roasters because their incredible coffee is awesome. Uh, if you guys have ever heard of the Corey Tin Boom story, that's kind of how they're founded. That, that's what their, their brand is based off of. I'd love to be able to tell that to you right now, but I do not have that memorized. <laughs> Shamelessly, I, I don't have it memorized. I, do, I probably should by now with how many videos I've edited of theirs. But um, we kind of get on like hyperdrive whenever you get into that mode. But essentially, this is the total long way of telling all this. Um, a company, I started the company in LLC in August for creative labs and that's the name of my brand that does video work and so we're a creative agency that does videos online like advertisements so ad spend stuff media buying is another name for it um i'm in the middle of doing a website for another for another uh company and i don't know if i'm gonna keep on offering that after that but the creative side just kind of started happening because i was like okay this stuff's cool i'd make these videos i've never posted them before started to post them and really just take a leap of faith be like, you know, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know how people are going to respond to this. It was an overwhelming response of, of support. And, uh, dude, that's how I got started in video. It, it wasn't supposed to be a thing. I didn't want it to be a thing, but it started becoming a thing. Mm -hmm. And that's part of it is just faithfully abiding is like, okay, this is a thing that's happening now. How am I going to be a good steward of what he's placed in my life? Mm -hmm. And how the heck am I going to do this with a full-time job too? Yeah that's still the challenge. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, at some point it might turn into, depending on how that grows, yeah. the other job might oh, not sure. even be a thing anymore, which is, it's cool how he can kind of use something that you didn't even know or wanted or want to use become something that's like a passion right. that you really can't even, you can't even see without, like you can't even see a life without it anymore. Oh, totally. And I mean, the, the goal obviously is to take it full time one day. Um, I really want that to be this year. Truthfully, I have a lot of work and a lot of things I have to work on before that can become a possibility though. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm also not naive to think that, you know, I got to do all this work, but truthfully to be a good steward of the things you're given, it's going to take work on your behalf. He's not just going to hand you stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes he will, he will to, to keep your focus on him and keep focus on what, what he needs you to do and, and your will. But, he doesn't do the work for you. Just like the relationship you have to have with him, you have to work and be consistent at that mm -hmm. in order to maintain it and grow, right? Yeah. The small things are what really matter. And so, you know, I'm not naive to think that I'm just going to 
have this company. It's just going to be a thing. It's going to be incredible. You know, it's, it takes time. Mm-hmm. And as, as bad as I want it right now to just do that full time, I can't. And I understand that. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I gotta, I gotta get some ducks in a row before yeah. we can get that going. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's it, yeah, dude, that's so cool to see. Um, even just like pulling, like hearing that story, I'm sure others listening to it. Like I'm thinking about it in my life is, and this is just culture too, is like, sure. We might have a passion for something and we don't necessarily have the skill set or tools. And that usually is what stops us. Or we, we think us being inexperienced and I'm sure some of those first videos that you were doing were probably if you look back you probably those were terrible oh dude they're so bad they're <laughs> yeah, so bad they're literally so bad <laughs> and i hope i get to the point where i look back on these podcasts this one hopefully no matter what hopefully we'll be, this we'll one's gonna be fire we it'll be, it'll be fire if, no matter what if it, if it doesn't turn out good we'll do another one <laughs> no, just, <laughs> but we're gonna have fun like how many people are are not doing what god is calling them to do because of like a fear or like they don't they don't get the initial response they thought they were gonna get yeah or whatever the thing might be that just stops them from like going over that like barrier right or walking just around it and i always think of like that like that graphic where it's like somebody's like i think they're like digging against the wall mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the one guy just stops like the one graphic up top the guy just stops the other guy keeps going and there's like treasure or something on the other side of it and it's like it's there like he's promising you it's there, but you got you got to you got to put the effort in. You can't just be like, oh, it's supposed to happen tomorrow, right? And in a business, how many businesses do we see that are flourishing right now, but we don't even see the 10, 15 years of work? Like I'm a big BPN guy. I don't know if you follow Nick oh, Bear. Oh, dude, Nick Bear's awesome. He's right down the street. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, I don't Your know if natural. I should be saying this, but we, me and one of my boys wanted to find where he lived. And we, oh no, you didn't. Yeah, no, you we, didn't dude. we just like, <laughs> dude, we went like on like a whole scavenger hunt. Yeah, yeah. Nick, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I'm not a stalker. I did not go up to your house. Like I just wanted to see. I just wanted the to drive by. Only uses your supplements. And- <laughs> He found out where your house is. I no. was, me and my buddy were just like, we just, we just got to find. Cause it's he's cool. So, he's yeah. just a, I adore that man. Like he, oh, he's he has, incredible. He has brought me back from places that like very deep, dark places. And mm-hmm. like, I would have never got into running the way I've gotten into running now if it wasn't for him. Um, but yeah, that, that story is just funny, but he, I mean, he's been building his business, what, 10 years or something. Oh, I'm sure and he's just now, now. Yeah you're starting to see the, like the fruit of what he's created. And I'm like, that's probably, it's taken 10 years, but eight out of the 10 have been a real big struggle or whatever. Absolutely. And if he would have just given up, he wouldn't have impacted the people that he's impacted. So I kind of, I try to think about that is like, sure. It's hard. Sometimes I'm like, and is this what I'm supposed to do? It's like, no, the desires on my heart, I'm going to keep just pushing forward and kudos to you for, pushing past you know whatever wall or barriers there were that and there, there still probably is right those. yeah because um, not everybody does that it's it's something where you just got to turn your brain off and just you just got to go for it yeah. you just got to do it you know i mean even for those that aren't familiar with the nutrition industry it is such a packed industry much so like the creative space is very packed like there's a lot of competition the barrier to entry is decently high because you got to have inventory of supplements and mm-hmm. you got to make your own thing, make the brand and all that stuff. 
So, I mean, much like Nick, like you're committing him for, you know, that's a lot of the background is all the struggle of how the heck are we going to build a brand to where people are actually going to see and understand what's going on. And it's like, well, you just got to faithfully abide mm-hmm. and keep on putting in the small steps, the small bits of work that you have to do to get there. But yeah, I mean, the barriers that I mean, I still face are still just like, I'll, I'll be editing something and someone will be like, dude, that's fire. And it's like, I don't think it is. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think it's good enough yet. And yeah. it's like almost every video, I kind of feel like that. And I'm like, it needs to be better. It needs to be better. And it's like, a, it's a constant desire to just improve all the time. And it's been a very big skill set to learn. Okay. I've made this, you know, God, thank you. Help me be content with the thing that I've made that you've helped me make mm-hmm. that you gave me the skill to do because that is so hard to see. It's so hard to see whenever you're just, I'm very hard on myself. Um, and I mean, even like as, as my background, like the work and stuff that I do, you know, for a while, like I, I took a lot from my work and kind of use that as my identity in a way, mm-hmm. which is not healthy uh, at all. But I still have little bits and pieces from that right now. So it's like, if it's not good, I, I take it a knock on myself and I'm like, man, dude, like that could have been so much better. Like I just want to delete it, scrub it and just remake the whole thing again. And I, I will on videos. I'll remake a video like six times, hmm. which we're working on not doing that anymore. That's, that's a goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think as far as the consistency thing goes on a real level from, from me to all of you listening and even just, just to you, um, don't let that stop you. Mm. And that's, that's been the biggest barrier for me as far as consistency goes is I'll make something. I'm like, that's not good. I can't put it out today. I can't put it out tomorrow. I got a video I've been working on for two weeks and it's like, no, it's still not good. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, when is it going to be good? Yeah, it never will. When am I going to be satisfied? Mm-hmm. It's like, ask yourself that question in a bunch of different areas, not just in what we're doing right now. Yeah. You know, when are we actually going to be satisfied? Yeah. That's where it backs up to faith. And, yeah. And that's the only, and that, he is beliefs. the only thing that can satisfy. Yep. So that, that took a really deep turn from that kind of thing, but it was like, well, that's a perfect analogy to kind of fuse that straight in there. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good transition. That's a good yeah, transition. transition to the get the transitions point. on point. I'm about to learn those. I'm about to learn <laughs> that's those. A little sound effect. Uh, <laughs> speaking of faith and like him being the source, source and fulfillment, um, that relationship ending I'm sure that's a hard thing, like in the moment, yeah. you know, to be like, man, I had this thing, whether it was like a healthy relationship or not, or whatever, whatever it looked like, you can dive into that part of yeah, it, man. but I'd love to, I think no matter what, as humans, when something ends, there's the ego part of it. Um, you, you had expectations of what it was going to turn into at some point. And then when it ends, you're, you're stuck in this place of reflection and looking back at like what you don't have anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's it's cool to see. I'm not sure how long it took you to get to the point where it's like, hey, this is, I need to snap out of this. I need to move forward. Um, but we see like in scripture, we were, we were talking about it in our Bible. I think it was Bible study today, or maybe I was watching a video. Um, was it like a sermon or something? I, I forget, maybe. But I've been reading, so I've been reading through Genesis. Yeah. I'm trying to do the Bible in a year, you know, plan. Okay. Dude, you and everybody else. Yeah, bro. Dude, I, yeah, it's the beginning of the year, I, trying I did that to do last it. Year yeah. and I was like, you know what? This year I'm going to stay in John. I'm going <laughs> to take a full of it. Yeah, it, it's, there. it is tough. Yeah. But it's cool because, like, our Bible study is reading a different book currently. So it's like, I mix right. that in. I'll be a little bit ahead right, or whatever. Right, yeah. If it takes a year and three months or whatever, like, the commitment is to do it at a pace and, and commit to it. Um, 
but reading through Genesis and like Abraham and Sarah, that, that story has really stuck on me. And maybe we touch on that at some point in this episode, but, um, like Sodom and Gomorrah with like Lot when, when he, I think it's, I think this is Genesis 19, I think Genesis 19, where the Lord's like, you need to leave. Like you need to leave this city. Don't look back. Mm -hmm. Like I am going to literally tear it down, burn it down. And they do, right? They leave. Yep. But Lot's wife <sighs> looks back. And what happens to her? Done. Done. Yeah. <laughs> she dusted. Yeah, dusted. <laughs> literally dusted. dusted. <laughs> and I'm like, I hear your story and I hear, my, you know, I, I know my story. And I know plenty of others. How many times do we consistently look back in the rearview mirror, mirror and just have this analysis paralysis or we just can't move yeah. we can't move forward until god literally we get the clarity or whatever it is that we need and we're just missing out on like it's killing us yep literally killing us spiritually physically whatever the thing everything is. Yeah, everything yeah. yeah yeah instead of just going forward which obviously a lot easier said than done but it looks like i mean in your case man it was like hey this thing ended god like god is revealing where i need to go I need to move forward. Sometimes I don't know what it looks like to move forward, but yep. I need to take the steps. Yep, um, yep. And I think that's a cool part. But maybe you can like kind of highlight the relationship or and yeah, where you were at maybe at the, at the initial ending of it. What did you sit in? I don't know. I'll, I'll let oh, you yeah, kind of yeah. just walk through it however can, you want to walk through it. But We can totally uh, do that. I'll kind of give a Cliff's Note version because it's like two and a half year long relationship right there. <laughs> I want every detail. Every detail. <laughs> okay, guys. Find, find the description below. It's the whole timeline. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, man, uh, this, this relationship kind of formed back in college right in the COVID times, right in the the thick of everything that was going on. Everybody was getting lonely, so they were just Everyone like, was getting lonely. Lock up. Yeah, I, I don't care like... if it's a bad relationship or not. <laughs> we were locked up. This was, a, this was back in a time when I was definitely a different person than I kind of am now. Like, I'm still the same guy, but I was just involved in different activities like partying and whatnot. And Not that I don't party, but I don't party like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't go out and just... I don't just get slosh. I don't, I don't do 90% of the things I did when I was back in college. I mean... College was also one of those things that once I got out, it was like, whoa, what was I doing? Mm-hmm. I was like, I was kind of lost there for a little bit. <laughs> yep. But, uh, you know, I don't regret any of it because it's it's one of the things that made me who I am today. I had to learn a lot of stuff through that too. But, yeah, so this this relationship started back in college. And I remember I was on a, a party cruise <laughs> right there at the beginning of COVID. It was called College Party Cruise 2020. <laughs> Man, that's that was probably crazy. <laughs> it was... Uh, <laughs> It's wild, bro. Um, but so I was on this boat and I had a phone at the time and I had, I had opened up my Snapchat because I, at the time I used Snapchat a lot. I don't really use it much anymore. Um, and I had seen that this, this girl had added me on there and we had some mutual friends and I was like, Oh, okay. Like this cool. I don't know if this is like, Hey, I want to add you and talk to you. Or this is just like a, Hey, we're just friends. So I'm going to add you and just see what's going on. So I was like, okay, well I'll add you back. Why not? Let's just see. Let's just see what happens. Well, we started talking. Um, at that time, when the boat got back to port, because there were several days in there where we didn't have service, uh, I had come in through Miami, and everything was normal. And whenever I was flying out of Miami, everybody had face masks on, and I was like, I feel like I'm just a black sheep <laughs> in here. <laughs> um, but we were flying back that day, and we just kind of kept on talking and talking and talking, like over Snapchat, to the point where it started to evolve into something more than just talking on Snapchat. We were FaceTiming started to get into that realm and 
then ultimately a relationship came out of it. Um, and this is one of the things I'm going to tell y'all kind of, kind of the lessons I learned along the way. Um, because I think this is, it's important to kind of highlight those, you know, whenever you get into a relationship, I think it's, it's utmost important. You take something away that you can learn, mm -hmm. whether it's something that you don't want to happen again or something that you do want to happen again. Right. Um, I learned how fundamental communication was straight off the bat from that relationship and how that started because, um, unlike a lot of, a lot of men out there and ladies, you too, you're, mm. you're included in this, but physical touch is a massive thing for a lot of folks. hundred percent. Yep. And so whenever you remove that and you're only left with talking over a phone, which is like the least personable way to talk, uh, texting wise, it's just communication. And so I realized, okay, wow, like we've, we've built this on something stronger than it ever has been that I've ever experienced. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, this is this is kind of cool. Like I got to learn her for kind of who she was or, and I was like, okay, let's just continue this and see what happens. So we started dating in college and it was good through and through. Um, the only thing is, is that there were just, there were just some things in there that I didn't know to evaluate or, or really look at. And I, I don't really want to say those just because it's, I mean, I do want to say them, but I also want to kind of just be, yeah, right. I want to be respectful. Of yeah, kind of obviously I respect because, Yeah, I 100% understand. Yeah. yeah, so there were just some things I had to learn there that I didn't necessarily agree with that I should have seen from the gate, and I, I definitely didn't. Um, but just, I guess one of the pieces of nuggets I learned for that is make sure your beliefs and, and your morals and everything align completely, or not even completely, but for a big part of it. Mm -hmm. Because there were things in there that I just kind of blew off, and I was like, ah, oh, it's fine, I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. And while that's good, if some of your other personality traits don't line up there, you're not going to figure it out. It's, mm -hmm. it's not going to happen more than likely. And this is so funny because it's like, y'all, because my job, I have to be so vague about things. I feel like I'm just being like with my job right now, just how vague I am about this. <laughs> I'm like, I want to talk about it, but I, I, no, we'll, we'll, I, say, we'll, I, say, we'll save that for a later time. We'll save it for a later time. Um, so anyway, going through this relationship, there were just a lot of things that kind of happened, especially whenever it came to conflict res resolution and um, me, myself, I was not the best communicator and that's a skill set that I really had to learn. And I learned that from day one, uh, especially with conflict resolution. Uh, she's an amazing girl, but it was just in the beginning, like there were always just kind of like fights or like nagging and like all this stuff that was kind of like, what, like, why, like, why are we arguing about the super small thing? Why are we arguing at all right now? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and half those, I just understand. I, I didn't understand what was kind of going on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I should have seen some of that stuff earlier on, but I didn't. And I had to learn the hard way. And throughout the relationship, again, it, it was, it was a good relationship because I learned a lot from it for the two and a half years. Her family was super nice, super outgoing. Her sisters are incredible, great people. Um, just not the right fit for each other. Mm -hmm. And then there were things that happened in that relationship that shouldn't have happened. I was blind to see at that time. Um, and I, I regret deeply doing, but it's just, there's just a lot that was learned from that, from that relationship that kind of fed into the last year of it. And the last year was probably the most taxing of the whole thing, really half the year, um, because halfway through there were some things that, that happened that, um, we had to, like I had, I had to put us on a break and I was like, I've, I've, I've got to take a break from this. Like I, I just need to evaluate. There were some things that were said that just, they really hurt. And they hurt a lot. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm the kind of guy that likes to work through stuff. Yeah. So for me to be like, I need a break from this is a big deal. And I, I usually don't do breaks. Um, I'm saying that like I've done a lot of this. <laughs> I haven't done a lot of this, but I don't like the idea of a break because I like to work through things. Yeah. And so whenever the break idea kind of hit me, I was like, okay, this is probably the beginning of the end. Yeah. I, I've always thought that too. Like once you're having yeah. a break, once you're thinking about it, yeah, I don't want to be thought on. Like I, right. It's pretty much it's pretty done much deal at that yeah. point. It's done. And like, sure. There's circumstances where it works, but like right. we're talking the 1% or the 1%. whatever. But everybody thinks they're the 1%. Absolutely. Everybody is the 1%, yeah, <laughs> yep. except for the 1%. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, so anyway, the, the break kind of happened and, and she had come back and she had expressed to me all these things and I bought back into it and I was like, you know what? I think we can make this work. <laughs> Should not have done that. But, um, you know, I did. And as a result of that, I learned even more about myself. So it was like, yes, it was a season that, that kind of really, it was tough. It was tough. And I clouded it a lot with just making up excuses or things to make myself feel better about it. And I just wasn't honest and transparent fully in some of those areas. And at the same time, like I, I was not fully following the Lord at this time. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew of him, grew up in a Christian household, amazing parents, couldn't ask for anything better. Um, I just myself hadn't fully vested into it. And at this time, it, it, I mean, it showed. It fully showed. And uh, so the last the last little bit of that relationship, like, it, it really kind of primarily ended, I want to say, two or three months before it actually ended, which was December of that year, um, which would have been, what, two years ago now? 2022? 2022, 2022. Yeah, yeah. Like, New Year's Eve night. <laughs> like, it's a tough time. Right, hey, right. God, yeah. we really was like, nah, we're yeah, not bringing yeah. this in to reverse card everyone else is having a great time and i'm like ah dude this is tough can we still kiss though yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh bro it was it was funny she was out there with us too and uh that was that was an interesting dynamic there. <laughs> but uh quick quick peck for the yeah, new year's case yeah no yeah that did not happen but you know <laughs> it, it ended before that whole night transpired so it was kind of mm. like it was like she had already made plans to be out there with us, and we had a bunch of friends in town. So it was kind of like a mutual thing where it's like, okay, yeah, just, you'll come out with us. We'll just, we'll just be fine. We'll yeah, be fine. Was not fine, but nothing <laughs> showed. I kind of we we held it together. Um, but all that being said, um, once that relationship ended, it really, you know, God then just spoke life into me because I had been drained so much from that. Like, I didn't realize how deep in some pits I really was Mm. in that relationship. And I, I was so blinded by it while I was in there. Um, that I I was talking with this about somebody or to somebody else. And I was like, dude, I don't know how I didn't see this. I don't know how I didn't see half this stuff. And they're like, well, we tried to tell you. And I was like, yeah, and I didn't (laughs) listen. Did I, (laughs) I was like, that's, that's completely on me. I should have listened to you and I should have heard what y'all were telling me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so that's another thing I like, we're probably going to chop this up just a little bit. I'm sure because I mean, there are a whole lot of us and ums and a lot of thinking and I don't know, man, you know, we're, we're being raw right now, yeah. but it's, it's hard to kind of recap everything that happened into just a short amount of time. Like this, the reason why I'm taking so long to explain this is because it's like, there is honestly so much that happened and it's hard to just condense it into a few minutes. Yeah. Um, 
So I don't want to make the whole podcast about that. No, we don't have but, to. Yeah, but but I mean, there was a lot that was learned through there, and I was holding on to some stuff that needed to let go, and I just needed to be broken in order to be fixed. And mm-hmm. fixed, I don't even know if that's the right word, but brought back and recenter, refocused to mm-hmm. you know the person I'm supposed to be, yeah. you know, for His will in my life. Granted, everything that's happened is already in the will for my life, yeah. so he already knew it was going to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see it at the time. I saw it as like, oh man, this is someone that you know I could marry, and you know, I was I was preparing for that, and that conversation did not go over as I had thought it was going to, and that's when things got really really rough whenever that happened. And uh, I'm I'm very thankful for that relationship in a bunch of different ways. Um, but it's, it definitely was, it was a really rough time for me because I felt kind of lost after that. I was like, what, like, Lord, like, what is going on, bro? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And at that time, God unveiled something to me that I had never had here in Nashville, which is a super strong community of friends. And I was at the gym one day and I don't think I've actually told many other people this, uh, truthfully, but I was in the gym lifting weights and I had one of my now really, really close friends, uh, Brandon Q, shout out to you, my man. But we were in there, and he he came up to me. He's like, hey, man, have, have I seen you around here before? And I was like, probably. Have I seen you? He's like, yeah, probably so. And I was like, cool. <laughs> All right, there you go. Typical gym talk right there. Cool, yeah, yeah I'm William. I'm Brandon. Yeah, awesome. Well, we, we got into talking about things, and, and uh, Brandon, who I just met, quite literally told me, almost if not all of the things I had been struggling with or suffering with in that last relationship, unbeknownst to me, he didn't know any of that happened. So he's just rattling off these things of like, man, dude, I feel like, like you've got this. Do you feel like you kind of have this on your heart? And he just started to speak into me. And I was like, holy crap. I got overwhelmed. I started tearing up, dude. I, real talk. I cried at the gym with him that day, bro. I was, it hit me hard. And I was like, wow, that was, uh, that was powerful. Cause I had been praying for community at that point. Cause mm-hmm. I was just lonely. I was like, I don't have anybody here. God, like I just, I need something. Mm-hmm. And, or at least a sign. And I had been invited to a Bible study after that. Well, Brandon, Brandon poured into me and I was like, okay, God, I hear this. I hear you. If this is really you and here I am testing him. Shouldn't really do that, but I did. If this is really you, like show me some other kind of sign. Like these are the people I need to be around. And God said, hold my beer. (laughs) He He said, you just wait a second. He said, you just wait a second. So like the next week, um, I rendezvous back with Brandon. I'm in there just chilling with him. He leaves my other buddy who I was telling you about Jackson, Mickey. Awesome. Awesome guy. Oh my gosh. Um, he comes up to me. Same thing happens. Doesn't know any of it. Doesn't really know me. Tells me basically all of it. And here I am at the gym crying at the club again. <laughs> so it's like, I'm not And the oh, thing man. is, I'm not a super emotional guy. But whenever someone comes up to you and tells you stuff about yourself in a past relationship, like details that they shouldn't know, typically, it's kind of like, okay, I have to look and see what's going on here. And so that was kind of, I think, God just getting most of my attention. He was like, hey, buddy, I'm here and I I need you. I need you to come back to me because this is the place you're in is not where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even diving back to not having friends growing up, you know, that tied into a lot of other deep, deep stuff that happened to me growing up, like as far as bullying and um, just not feeling like I kind of fit in a whole lot of places. Mm-hmm. I didn't like my appearance. Like I had, I dealt with a lot of depression and a lot of serious stuff. And uh, it was, it was rough. It was really rough. 
um, for a good point in my life. I mean, we, we got some really, really low lows and just having this sense of community, just overwhelming support right there, right then and there was just like, whoa, I, I don't know these guys. I know I've been knocked in the face. Holy Spirit said, I'm like, I'm up here and I'm just going to slap you right here, right now. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, all right, you know what? I'll take it. Here's my other cheek. Do it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little Bible reference there. Yep. Um, and so that's what kicked off really kind of this amazing community of people that has flourished, which now I'm sitting here talking with you mm-hmm. as a result of this. And it's this year has been something that I can't even compare to anything in, in my last 25 years of life, honestly. Um, obviously each year is different, but this year I feel like has just been so much growth, not only in, you know, fruitful relationships or just found myself with quality people. Um, but just growth in other areas too, that I didn't think were going to happen. Like, like we start off with the creative stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and even with work, like I've learned a lot with, with cybersecurity that I didn't think I was going to do. And, um, even just heart posture and self-reflection has been a massive one. And that's, that's a huge part of it. I have been talking this entire time, dude. I'm going to pass it back to you for, for some more dude, questions. This is all, this is about you. Oh, uh, I guess, I guess you're not. Yeah, I guess that's, I gotta this is the podcast I, I gotta is about a little people. bit. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's, it's about people. All right. It's about him um, and people, not yeah, about me. Man. Dude, he's, he's been working hard. And I think one of the biggest barriers for me has been to outwardly show that because naturally I'm introverted. I'm a little more quiet. Um, but for the first time kind of ever in my life, like I, a lot of my friendships, like we have deep intellectual conversations about Christ and about our beliefs and about the Bible. And it's like, it's, it's so life giving. It fills you up to the point. And I was having a conversation with another buddy of mine yesterday and, or I guess it was two days ago, but we were talking about it and it's like, you know, I lived all this time in college, got to college. I was like, man, I really enjoyed it. Like, this is just fun partying and doing all this other stuff. And it's like, man, this is just the time of my life. But man, whenever I took that away and I shifted my mindset away from that into this, dude, it's, I, it's a kind of fulfillment. I don't think I've ever had before. Mm-hmm. It's a kind of happiness I never had before. It's, I can't speak any higher of it. Yeah. I mean, I really can't. I mean, he does most of the speaking, so yeah, <laughs> that's dude, the thing. Dude, it's crazy. That part, like, right there is legit. Like, I, when I first moved down to Nashville, I got lost in the, I, I went to a college where it wasn't really a party school. Wait, now, where were you in school? Uh, <clears throat> it, a school called Elmira College. It's in okay. upstate New York. Small, okay, okay. small school, played college basketball there. Okay. So a lot nice. of it was, like, f- focused on sports. Right. So we, yeah. We party here and there when we're like out of season. In season, basketball has like the longest. Oh, it's a super long. Like season. when you show yeah, up, yeah, you're pretty much in season, and then you're there till you know March. So you're right, yeah. You don't really have many opportunities, which thankfully so. That's a yeah. That's but a good thing. like when we did, it just was a small school, like a thousand people. It's like how big of your parties are you going to be? Like it's just a little yeah. dorm room, apartment, whatever. Yeah. Um, so when I got to Nashville, it. Like I was not exposed to, Oh man! and then you're thrown into like the like, craziest of all scenes, you know? And then you're a dude, yeah. like, I, I don't really have many friends. I, I didn't, I came down here knowing nobody. Right. So you get kind of, you know, you, know, you kind of get lost in the, whatever crowd you're with at the time. Right. Yeah. For good or yeah. bad. Um, my foundation in Christ at the time was not, not strong. And, uh, 
We got a, we got a guest, another guest appearance yeah. here. No one has no entered one, the building. No one everybody. has walked in the building. <laughs> we are rec- we're recording this in no one's house, so no one's been incredible <laughs> to let us sit here and just chat today. Hopefully the audio sounds the audio's good. I don't know if we can hear you, but yeah, no one's a great guy. Maybe we'll have him on one day. Yeah, you should get no one on here. Mm-hmm. No one, we love you. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, just like the party scene and all that, and it just it it was fun at the time. Yeah, or so it seemed. Uh huh. And now you know I'm in a different community, more church community. I've I haven't uh, I don't know, we haven't talked about it, but I haven't had alcohol for over. Over a year. Let's go, I gave it up dude. about in October of last year. Yeah, man. I was like, I don't want any part of this. I, yeah, yeah. as a future father, husband, whatever, friend, mm-hmm. yep. it doesn't bring anything good into my life. So I'm right. not going to have any any sip of it. Cut it all out. Um, yeah. But like, I remember the first time I went to like a church event, like playing volleyball or something. I had the most fun I've ever had. Dude, it's so much fun. I'm like, <laughs> Who are these people? Right. Why are we all just so happy? Yeah, like, why are right we so happy? We're like, no one's there's drinking no, or doing there's no anything. alcohol yeah. here. And like, I'm like, man, I missed it. Like, I missed the point for so long. Oh, yeah. And I don't want to say there was shame, but it was like, man, I could have had this so much sooner. Yeah. Man. But I did have to learn right. a lot of this stuff. And I think there's a lot of power in people that do all the dumb stuff, reach the end of themselves. And then turn to God because mm-hmm. like, Hey, I've experienced all this. It brought me nothing. There's, there's only one thing to turn to and I will never turn back mm-hmm. because I know, I know what he, like how he fulfills me cannot be fulfilled in the world. And to know that, I mean, I wish I didn't have to go through the things, but that's why like God can use me the way he can use me to speak and be like, Hey, this is, this is what I went through. You don't need to taste those things. Yeah, brother. You don't need the freedom to go do those things. Let's go. You need the freedom from it. Amen. And I don't know. It's cool to hear that in your story. Yeah, dude. Cause that, that is the real, that's the real stuff. That's the real stuff right there. Um, the, the point is you gotta, we were talking about this a little bit beforehand, but in order to be built up, you gotta be broken down. dude. Mm-hmm. You gotta realize that there's a lot of stuff going on that you gotta cut out. You have to. I mean, you, you, you can't. If you want to change into somebody that you have to be, you have to do stuff you've never done. Mm-hmm. Got to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Get comfortable being, being uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Dude, man, you got. Whew. Nashville's a heavy hitting place to to get lost in some of that stuff, man. The city's crazy. Yeah. It's, and it's crazy how he can just grab you. Yep. Like he just said, nope. Yep. And just took me. I like there was friendships that I was like trying to hold on to while I was still going in like going to church and all that uh-huh. and he's like nope I'm just gonna pull you from uh-huh. that i remember i had to send i was like dude i do not want to send this text message i sent a long text message to like this 10 12 person deep group chat right yeah um and these are friends that even when i stopped drinking like i still kind of hung out with right right and i was like this i can't what am i doing so i t- sent this long message of like i don't you know i don't hate any of you guys yeah, like i love yeah. you guys but i just it's not <laughs> i can't do this for me anymore like right whatever and I just left the group chat. Like it was probably come the craziest on, of exits, bro. You're like, He's like Irish goodbye. Yeah, dude, I just sent Love it. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and I mean, I really haven't talked to many of them since, but it is like once again, when God tells you to do something, do it. Like, yeah. do it. There's no like, why are we? What we choose is not great. Like, right, yeah. how many times have I chose something that's? And I'm like, why did I do that? Like, like the relationship I was in in college or. Like I've only created hurt for myself. 
Right. For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. And I can like, say the same. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And then we wonder why we're like, God, why? Uh. You're like, well, you, like did you did it to yourself, bro. <laughs> I think, I think this opens up another question that I kind of want to shoot back your way is whenever God is telling you to do something, how do you discern if it's, if him, it's, if it's him or not? You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's something that I know a lot of people struggle with. I know I, I pray for discernment each and every day because mm-hmm. man, dude, like we were saying earlier, it's a crazy city, crazy world out here. It's hard to hear with all the mumbo jumbo going on. So how does one really discern what is from him and what's not from him? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And I, I think that's a question I pose to a lot of people. Cause I'm like, I think I struggle to hear him sometimes because mm-hmm. he speaks to everybody differently. Um, so it's, it's hard to, when you ask somebody specifically, cause he can speak to them in a different way than he does to whoever. Um, but I think for me, one, my, like focusing on my prayer life has been like one of my biggest goals or whatever you want to, or praying for others. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think just like, like you said, con- consistently being in that, state of prayer of like, Lord, every step I take, like, what am I supposed to do? Like if I'm in the office, like what, how am I supposed to operate today? Yeah. Like that, keeping that at the focus and I don't do it perfectly. Right. Right. But even like what I've started to put into practice is like when I pull up to work, sit in the car for like two minutes, three minutes and just like, Lord, thank you for allowing me to have this job, which right now we were talking about before. I hate my job. Yep. Yep. Like, I don't hate it. I, I just, I'm just struggling. Like I, there's I'm, a lot of discomfort. Yeah. There. There's discomfort. Yeah. I'm like, and, yeah. and where am I supposed to be going? Like, I want to be here in my career, whatever. So I don't, I don't want to say I hate it. I just, I don't know what the next move is, but I know for a fact when I show up to work, he can use me right now. Yeah, man. Um, so I'm like, how do I get my heart posture to reflect him and like that he's leading me. Um, so that's just taking pause before I make decisions or before I speak, which I struggle with too. Um, I think fasting has also been a, a cool thing that I've, I've started to get into. Mm-hmm. And I, a lot of like re- things that he's revealed to me, like things I need to give up or just different things that I've, I've learned in doing that. Um, but I think just like the, the start of it all is like when I make a decision is this, is this like sinful or is this like disobedient? Right. Just at a base level. Yeah. You know, like if I go do, if I go do this thing, let's say I go to a bar. Right. Like I know how am I going to feel there or like, it's just not going to be. You're not, you're not setting yourself up for success. Yeah, I'm not setting myself up for success there. Like I know I'm going to, I can see cute girls there or whatever. Like it's just going to put me in a mindset that's not what I want to be. So even that's just like, that's not probably the right decision for me. Like, I feel it in my spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we all do. So it's like, if I feel it in my spirit, it's probably not the right thing to do. Right. And then it's like, okay, how do I make bigger decisions? Like, how do I make bigger decisions? Like a career move or whatever. I don't really know that answer. That's something I'm struggling with. Mm-hmm. But I just go off of like, if I feel some peace in it. Yeah. And it's not like sinful in nature or like really disobeying him, like, and it's clear, then I, then I try to take the small step into it yeah, and dude. see, um, and that, that might just be totally wrong, but that's just, no, I mean, everybody, everybody has a different kind of way of discerning that. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's necessarily one right answer. There are definitely some wrong answers. Yes. There's <laughs> sure. yes, but there's no one right answer. Cause I think, you know, the Lord speaks in different, into everybody's life differently. Um, 
that I, th- I think that kind of gut feeling. I don't care what anybody else says. We have another sense that they just don't talk about. It. It's called mm-hmm. your gut. Yep. <laughs> you, you gotta, you've got to listen to your gut sometimes. And we usually don't. Exactly. Yeah. Apply logic and listen to your gut. There you go. You'll be that's, fine. You'll make it through life. <laughs> if you take anything away, listen to your gut and apply logic. Yes. <laughs> and like pray. It, and pray. If, if you feel uneasy about it, it's probably not the right thing. Yep. Um, and that's where it's like, okay, is it because you're uncomfortable Yeah. with like, I, I don't want to go through something hard or like, I just want easy. Then it's, Maybe that's something that you should step into. Right. Um, but I think it's just reflecting on like, what does the word say? One. And like two, just like using like reflection on decisions you've have made in the past, what they have led to. Like, am I going down a similar route? Am I trying to run from something? So like really taking the time to process. And I think, especially when, when you're in the storm. Mm-hmm making like big decisions, it's probably not the best thing to do when you're really like in the storm. Right. Like sure, like there might be decisions that you have to make, but like if I'm going through it, this is time to like sit in my feelings, sit in my emotions, process. Maybe not the best time to be like, well, I'm just gonna go to move to another state. Right. Or I'm gonna go do this. And those, I mean, if you have that, if he spoke to you and he told you to do that, then sure. And do it. But yeah. like, I've kind of learned it in being in like the wealth management space is like when people pass, like their, their grandparent passes away, their father passes away and they get passed down money. We usually tell them don't make any like rash decisions right away. Like let's sit and heal and process right and we now. can kick the can down the road a little bit to when you're in a better mind space to like make a decision. Yeah. So I think we need to use just, we just gotta think more, oh, pray dude. more. Absolutely. All these things. I think too, also, you know, I I just want to state this for the record as well. You know, whenever it comes to this kind of stuff and you're making these decisions, you're trying to understand what's going on, how God's speaking into your life. I think it's important to remain or to just remember like in a healthy way, you can doubt some of the stuff that's going on. The opposite of faithfulness is not doubt. It's disobedience. Mm -hmm. So there are several times in the Bible. We talked about this in my small, small group. um, I guess it was probably like a month and a half ago, maybe a month ago. But we just have a deep conversation about, you know, there are so many times in the Bible where you have all these people that God is working through and through, and they're doubters. But if you're able to doubt, that means you can be changed. Mm-hmm. If you're just straight up not listening, you're just, I'm not going to do this. I know I need to. I'm not going to do it. Well, now you're being disobedient. Yeah. You, there's, there's no room for change. Yeah. So whenever it comes to this stuff, it's okay to doubt some of these things that are going on, like, like a move. You know, hey, I'm going to go to Florida. I was, I was thinking about going to tech. I'm going to be honest with you. Whenever my relationship ended, I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to move to Texas. Like I want to move somewhere else. And I thought about it for a long time. Never did it. I even looked at houses. Like I called apartment complexes and stuff like that. And the more that I, I doubted like me being here in Nashville, the more that I dug into it being in Texas, the more opportunities opened up in Nashville. And I had like my perspective changed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh crap. Like, why would I leave here when all this, this fruit is starting to bear? Like mm-hmm. there's stuff that's happening here. Like doors are opening and I would be naive to see them opening and not admit, Hey, this is God's giving you kind of a little hint here. You need to stay in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Right now. Um, I think that's the hardest thing though. That's that was a good answer by the way. <laughs> um, it brings up another point that I do want to talk about really fast too, because this is something I struggled with a little bit whenever I kind of started to dive deep into my faith. Uh, 
but discerning the word and the context for what's going on in certain passages. Because there are a lot of pastors and whatnot that I followed in the beginning that I would listen to sound bites from and be like, man, that's a good word. Yeah, motivational. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, motivational. You're like, then you go back and you look at the context of it. And you're like, like, that is yeah. so out of context of what the Bible was saying. And that's, that's really dangerous. It's really dangerous mm-hmm. to go on that slippery slope. And you may not know it. But that's also important why it's re- why why you have to read the word mm-hmm. that way you can understand the context that it's in. Then you can from there discern okay who's really going to speak in my life truthfully, and who's just going to take stuff out of context and just give me that jolt of dopamine or yeah. <laughs> whatever else that I'm needing right now. Do the one the one I think of, and we talked about this at our Bible study when we were going through Philippians, oh, Philippians four thirteen. That's a good book. <laughs> like I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. <laughs> How many athletes or who like just people like that is there like put on like tattoo it yeah, on the bicep yeah, yeah, tattoo yeah, like, for our... which it's not wrong to have that no. that verse or tattooed or whatever like do you but like the misunderstanding of what that verse means and honestly I didn't know until like like we said I actually got in the word and read through it yeah. and it's like this dude is talking about suffering what let me back up contentment in the suffering. Yep. He's not talking about how you can go play in the NFL or how I'm going to go win this high school football game or lift 225 pounds on the bench press. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about amidst all the suffering, all the trials, tribulations, everything that I'm going through, I can look like Christ and I can reflect a light. Exactly. That really shouldn't be able to be reflected when you're going through yeah, all these things. Dude, it's so and you'd be like, yo, yeah. why are, how are you shining so bright right now yep. in this suffering? I can do all things. I can do this. Yeah. I can look like this through Christ. And that's dude. that's the verse. Yep. yep. But like you're saying, people miss that because we want to uh-huh. just pull, you know, scripture out. Which is not wrong to like pull scripture out no, at certain times or whatever, but like you need to know the word. And, and the application and the application it, yeah. part of it because when you do man the it, the gospel <laughs> reads differently and just everything looks and reads differently yep i don't need to be like you said a dopamine hit for one second to give yep, me inspiration yep. i have full everlasting contentment and joy that sure at times when i'm going through something hard it it sucks it sucks. Dude, it's tough. Yeah. It really, yeah. But when I read that, when I read that, that Bible and I th- I'm thinking back to Genesis again, when I read Abraham and Sarah, where they are, they are given a promise, right? You're going to have a kid and you're going to be the father of like all you're nations. You're going to be the father. Yeah. Like you are literally going to be all these things. Right. And they're like, yes, I believe you. And then time keeps passing by. And they're Buddy's like, he's getting old. Yeah, he's like, like oh, yep. what is it going to happen? What God? is this going to happen? Like my wife's not waiting. looking young. Like anymore. She's ready to yeah, yeah. We're both ready. And then she goes and go and she goes, go sleep with, you know, our servant, whatever. And he does. And then she gets mad. That's a whole different story. Nope. I think it's funny. <laughs> um But God still remains faithful in that and is like, I still have this promise. And then Sarah laughs in his face to yeah. God. Imagine laughing I mean, how many times do we laugh at God, honestly? Dude. But like specifically, like she's just laughing at him and then she lies about it. Yep. She's like, I didn't lie, or I didn't laugh, and he's like, Yeah, you did. God's funny because he literally called her yep. out. Like, no, nah, you, yeah, yes, you, you, nah, you laughed, you laughed. <laughs> God, God's yeah. And all of this, and this is Old Testament God for all the atheist non-believers that are like, you know, the wrath and all that. By the way, thank you for listening to this because yes, yeah, yeah the, the, this is I'm, if you're here listening, to this. that's I 
I commend you for that. It's amazing. Yeah. And, but this is once again, knowing the word is this is a God that shows grace even in the old Testament where dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the old great. Testament is so yeah. whack, bro. Yeah, there are so many crazy. things going on. Yeah. But he it's, shows grace in that. Oh, he complete all the way through and through. Cause man. he still gives them the kid. Yep. Yep. Mitty. Like how I wouldn't like imagine you doing, you did me wrong so many times, like but I'm still like, you know, what? I'm still going to do this for you. Yeah. Not like, no, but that's the God that we serve. Exactly. That's why I think that it's also important too. Whenever it comes to old Testament, you know, it, even the point that we were talking about earlier, you have to be so broken in order to, you know, be fixed or to, you know, have Christ intercede into your life and really breathe life into you because it's like, dude, the, the discourse, all the stuff that went on back then. And by the way, God is a jealous God. I don't care what anybody else tells you. I've heard, I heard one pastor one time say, God never gets mad at you. And I'm like, oh, he definitely can. Mm-hmm. He has in the past. But he's also very gracious. And he, mm-hmm. you know, you could be a murderer who's, I'm not, okay, I'm not condoning this at all. But, I mean, there are people who have committed a massive atrocities. And he still loves them as his own son. You, that's what makes this religion so incredible. And not, I'm not even going to say religion. That's what makes the Bible so incredible. That's what makes his word so incredible and what makes him amazing. Yeah. What makes relationship with him so incredible. Yeah, yeah, rela- yeah there mm-hmm. we go, there we go. That's a better way to phrase it. Is because you can do all this stuff, and at the end of the day, you know, given that your heart posture is in the correct place, and you're not just doing it out of a place of just gain, you know, you actually want to have the relationship with him, he will welcome you with open arms, completely, fully, in all your brokenness, and he will, it's, I mean, it's, it's amazing to just mm-hmm. think about, because it's like, what other, what other being would, would do that? Mm-hmm. And all that we have to kind of grasp that concept is just us humans, right, you know, physically in this world. Um, but man, like I, I, if someone said, yeah, I just killed like five people and I'm going to come over and just hang out with you. I'd be like, no, I don't, I don't think I want you in my house yeah, right now. Not <laughs> You're at, not coming in. Not at all. Dude. Um, like literally you wouldn't, you can name one person that would allow that. Oh, not at all. But he, he's just so, he's just incredible. so cool. Like the oh, way yeah. I view God is like, he's such a homie to me. Like, oh, bro, he's a bro. Like he's, he's day bro. one. Like yep. he's with you. Oh, yeah. He's the only person or only thing that will be with you. Uh huh. No, nothing else in Thank this world. Think. And why would I, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm going to continue to mess up. Right. Take things in my own strength. But again, he will fulfill promises. Yep. And I don't need it. That's yeah. why I keep that, that sequence that of scripture of Abraham and Sarah. I've just been sitting on. Yeah, Cause I'm yeah. like, they literally went against him. Did not trust him. Disobeyed. I guess you could say. And, or literally. Yeah, I, um, I would definitely say yeah. there's some disobedience there. And a lack of faith. And they are like literally the, what we come from. Like that, right. like that is, they are the father, like they father all the nations. Yep. How, how crazy is that? Like he can use us in our brokenness. There's no like, yeah. perfection is not obtainable really, but through Christ. Absolutely. He, through him forgiving us for all of our sins and it's it i still can't even comprehend that yeah and that's why i know it's real yeah man because man so many of the people in the bible that he really used the most besides jesus himself yep because jesus only only just as a son of god right so but like he used some of what we would view as some of the worst people in the world to change and spread the gospel Mm -hmm. bro (laughs) like he literally came in and said you know what I know you know all this, but I'm about to use you and yep. you're going to be, it's going to be incredible what you're going to do. 
because you're relying on me now mm-hmm. and I am your whole source of everything. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm sitting here and just thinking about this, like taking stuff. I'm like, wow, I'm kind of in a hole. And that's why, <laughs> that's why this podcast, that's why just sharing your story, anybody out there sharing testimony is the literal, the literal most important thing that you can do. There's somewhere in scripture where it says it. And I'm sorry. I, I can't, I'm not gonna be able to recite it or unless the Holy Spirit brings it to mind right now, but just drops on you. like that's the most powerful thing you can do is yep. sharing how he saved you. Like the real, yep. not like the fake, the real off, like not the fake high level version, yeah. the real, like, Hey, I uh-huh. was sleeping with all these women hurting, like hurt, sinning against myself before I even stuff. knew what that meant. Hurting other women. I was getting drunk four times every, like every weekend I was doing so many dumb things not stewarding my money all these things killing Christians however it might look physically spiritually whatever I was doing every single one of those things I take ownership of it right but this is how the Lord has literally changed my heart and that's I can relate to those people so much more maybe it's just because of my story yeah yeah but it's like when when I can see that he can change those people and like you can see it you know you see it on YouTube or TikTok or whatever thing you hear people's stories and you're like man if he can change them like he can change me every day I can be like he is renewing me every day that's that's what we need more of like that's the prayer for community right now is to speak more courageously thank you eighth grader my eighth grade boy speak courageously of what you've done be boastful in a weird way of your sin and your weakness because that's all been forgiven exactly and he has literally inspired a new version of you created a new version of you that can lead others to the cross which that is literally the goal that is that like thank you holy spirit for this word right now bro it's crazy he's on one he's on one (laughs) but for real though like what are we doing yeah what we are missing the point yep it's easy to miss the point it's easy i'm I'm not saying that you have to like go to every conversation and like well let's just talk about whatever the crazy me i like doing that but you don't have to (laughs) but it's like no, this is what we need to do. Yeah. And we need to talk about it. Real. Like, hey boys, I've been messing up this way. Like I've been watching porn or yep. I've been doing this thing. Girls, I've been gossiping. I'm not saying guys don't gossip, but I don't know if we really... It def- I mean, it's, I, a different- I, it's definitely a thing. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a thing for sure. Yeah. But I, yeah. Yeah, whatever the thing is for you, you need to... it. Talk about it. Out it. There. Let it out there. Let it out there and, and let it just come to the light as the word says. Yeah, man. And man, like that's that's what we need to be more of. Let's so say, I think that the Lord really kind of worked in my life as far as my testimony goes with the depressive side of stuff, like depression. Yeah, let's hop into more of that, like yeah. maybe upbringing. Like we'll, we'll hop into that. Oh, I mean, I had a you know, I've very fortunate growing up. Like I said earlier, just amazing parents, great household. I couldn't have asked for anything more. Like life was good. Um, very lucky and blessed to have had that. Uh, but like all things said, you know, the saying is, you know, well, if you get a lot of money, like you're going to be perfectly fine. By no means do we have a ton of money, but Mm -hmm. you know, we were comfortable and the problem still existed for me. Obviously like I'm, I'm growing up. I don't, I don't have any money, (laughs) but it wasn't a big struggle for, for me. And I always kind of grew up like 
similar to uh, the last podcast you just dropped. You know, I was an oddball. Like, yeah, I had some friends, but I wouldn't, you know, I, I had a lot of rough moments where, like, I would kind of get bullied. I would kind of get pushed around. Like, lots of things that just made me question things about myself um, in a bunch of different areas. And it really got to me, man. It got to me bad. And uh, I had points in my life where, like, I was I was deep in those depressive states, man. Like, I had a cloud over my head every day. Like, it was it was horrible and it was messy. And, uh, that kind of led to the point, well, what's my purpose here? You know, again, like we were still going to church growing up, like we had all that stuff, but I, it wasn't the same kind of perspective that I have on it now where I, I, I didn't feel like I was getting poured into it. I felt like I was just going to check off the box mm-hmm. and, uh, dude, like <clears throat> it, it got so bad to the point where, you know, we were in that final headspace. That I don't know if I could say it because it made, I guess Spotify might dock it or something, but you know, the one where, you know, you think about taking your life Mm -hmm. and I don't talk about this a ton, but I mean, it it is, it's very important. It's a very important part to my testimony. Um, but like, I mean, there were, (laughs) there were a few times where like I almost took my life and I got very, very close. Um, and it, I don't think I'm gonna get emotional right now, but it definitely does. It hits me every time I talk about it because it's, it's such a point that I don't ever want to return to. Mm-hmm. It's such a point of hopelessness and just deep shame and worthlessness, like all of the heavy emotions just at one time. And uh, on the final time when I was kind of just like, well, I guess this is it. Like, you know, it is, it is what it is. Like it was good being here. Um, and I was kind of ready to just do things. And I was, I was somewhere where I could have hopped off a bridge and, it was, uh, it was scary. It was very scary. I was sitting there kind of just contemplating a lot. And at that moment, right before I was about to do it, uh, I, I can't really explain this. And every time I say this, it's funny because some people are like, you kind of make that up or not. But like I was sitting there and I just had this big old warm feeling. Granted, I had been feeling like I was under a cloud getting rained on for years at this mm-hmm. point. So it was mm-hmm. just like this really warm kind of like hugging feeling. And I was like, Ooh, what's that? And, you know, I'm crying. I'm, I'm a mess. I'm a sob. And it was kind of this feeling just like, it's not your time to go yet, bro. Like, what are you doing up here? It's 2.30 in the morning. It's just you up here on this, at this spot. Like, it's, it's not time. And I'm not going to say this spot just because nobody else needs to know this spot. <laughs> um, so I'm sitting there and it's just like, sheesh, man. Where is this coming from? Like, why am I feeling like I should just stop doing right now because I've been in this spot for so long and uh words can't explain it was just like I couldn't I couldn't do it after that dude like I I had like I had tried two other times and this was the third time was the time I'm gonna do it it's gonna happen no it's not (laughs) the big guy came in and uh interceded directly straight into me at that moment and like I had goosebumps and everything and I was like okay I, I kind of just heard just basically, you know, you're going to go home. You're going to tell your parents that this happened. You're going to be okay. You've got so much more of a purpose in this world than you ever thought that you did. And you just can't see it yet, but you have to go through some stuff to see that. And I was like, oh, shoot. All right, we're going to go home and tell my parents. And so I'm still a mess. I'm driving home and tell my parents. And it's tough to say that to them because, I mean, it that'll, that'll break you as a parent. It really does. It hits you hard. 
when it, to hear your kids say that. And, uh, you know, I don't want to tell their story too much because I mean, it's their story, but it's also part of mine too. And after that, like I went straight to counseling and, and that counseling, you know, my parents, they were, they were heartbroken, but they did an amazing job because I went to a Christian based counseling facility, which we have multiple friends that have been to. So like we knew that they were actually quality folks mm-hmm. and that would pour into me like good stuff, not a bunch of the crap that we're kind of seeing around here right now. And it was so funny because whenever I showed up there, my counselor was actually uh, one of my ministers in my youth group in church that I had grown up in that I had seen all the time. It was like this weird kind of come to moment of like, hey, I know you. Hey, I know you too. All right, let's dig into this thing. Yeah. We already have some report. Yeah. And so I then from there started to dig into my faith quite a bit more. And I was like, okay, let's let's dissect and piece apart what I'm feeling, what, what's going on right now, and how can we tie that back into you know, what you believe and what the word says and how do we understand all these things? Because feelings are so confusing, bro. And I mean, I know a lot of guys struggle with this too, because a lot of guys are not the, but we're just doers, not necessarily full on communicators. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like I would have a feeling I just bottle it up. I'm like, I can deal with that later. I just got to get this done. Got to do this, got to do that. Never really address the problem. And from that day I had to learn how to address problems. And it was such a tool that I have leveraged ever since then. We have never, like, ever since that moment happened and we jumped back into, I mean, I, I dove headfirst into into the Bible and um, and my faith was strong there for a while and then college hit and mm-hmm. uh, we fell off a little bit because college is, it was, it was tough. It was really tough to kind of stay in that headspace there because you're just surrounded by so much crap. Mm-hmm. Um, but... All that being said, ever since that day, I've never looked back. I've never been back to that point in my life. Like, I'm so thankful for that. And there are other causes that later we found out that that really could have been, you know, leading factors in that. But regardless, um, none of that would have been found out had he not stepped in. And I don't don't think I would have been here. I don't think I'd be here talking right now if it hadn't been for that. And... uh, you know, just to recap, you know, I felt like I was, I was nothing, bro. I hated the way I looked. I, I highly, I, I thought so low of myself, bro. And ever since then, dude, I'm just kind of at the point now, like, if you like me, you're in my friend group. If you don't, it is what it is. You don't have yeah, to be here. That's cool. And yeah. like, I'm perfectly okay with that. It's not going to affect me either way. You know, I had to grow tough skin through all that bullying and stuff. So I, I very much so like when people tell me things straight up rather than beat around a bush because I deal with that better. Mm-hmm. I don't get mad. I don't, and I used to, I used to kind of just lash out and just battle back whenever somebody would do that. But honestly, that's also a skill set I've had to learn too, is how do I take that as constructive criticism rather than this is someone just attacking me to beat me up. Mm-hmm. And I had a bunch of other points in my life where people were, were doing that to me. They were just attacking me to beat me up and just made me not feel good. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's a portion of like the beginning of my testimony. Um, and it continues a little bit further into while I'm in college, do crazy, crazy stuff, bro. Uh, I would be in school and even though I'm not living, you know, completely true to the word, you know, I was messing up doing all my crazy stuff that I just, that I just had to do, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm shaking my head right now for those that can't see the podcast cause there's no camera here, but I'm shaking my head. Um, 
there were several times in school with people and I was I was big in the gym like I weighed a lot you know I weighed a lot meaning like I had put on a bunch of muscle I was a big old meathead kind of mm-hmm. um, we were sitting like 215 pounds like 8% 9% body fat like Sheesh. we were yeah and I'm 6'1 so I mean for for 6'1 that's decent size um, that's almost no neck territory that's no well so no <laughs> that's okay my uncle actually was like just make sure you don't don't do it don't get rid of your neck you gotta keep that you can't look like a human thumb <laughs> um, that's actually gonna feed in a little bit of my testimony too uh, a little bit later on but those first few years of college you know freshman year was crazy and then sophomore junior and senior year things really toned down as they had to and there were times where people that I had met that I barely knew. Dude, I barely knew these people. One of them I actually didn't know pretty well. But, like, I would be sleeping in my in my uh, my apartment at the time. And, you know, I would always keep my phone on Do Not Disturb at night. So it's like I don't get woken up in my sleep from phone calls and stuff. And it just so happened, dude, and this happened multiple times, um, where I would just forget to try on Do Not Disturb one night. And at 2 a.m. I get a phone call from somebody who's going through that exact same situation. They're in that final stage and they just needed someone to talk to. I'm a heavy sleeper. I don't wake up super easily. So the fact that I woke up, I didn't have Do Not Disturb turned on. And I was talking to them and able to pour into them in that moment when they're most vulnerable, when they're thinking about leaving this planet. Bro, I, I can't even explain like the whirlwind that comes out of you when that happens because I can relate to it mm-hmm. completely relate to it. And I can speak to them exactly what he's done for me. And I can tell them that straight into their life right then, right there, right now. Cause that's the word that they need to hear. And, uh, dude, even, even going on past it, that happened multiple times, very similar situations every time. So I, I think that the Lord really kind of took me in that, in that kind of perspective when I was in that place, he was like, you're not leaving, but you're going to use this to help spread me. Mm-hmm. You know, other people need to hear about me. They're in the same space too. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know how I'm going to do that. But he just started providing options. He said, here's, here's a time. There you go. Yeah. Here's, yeah. And, uh, feeding back into the gym stuff. <laughs> this one's kind of funny. I, with working out, like in school, like that became a big idol for me. You know, I, I started to think, I, I don't like to admit it, but I definitely did. I started to think kind of big of myself. I was like, I'm this big, bad, macho guy. Like, I'm just a big, I know what I'm doing, like, mm-hmm. all this. And uh, I, took, I took a lot of pride in, in the gym, uh, an unhealthy amount. Um, and I was in the gym one day and was on some monkey bars, acting like the next American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> and uh, fell off the monkey bars and had a super freak accident that should not come from falling off monkey bars. I tore my adductor in my left leg. So, it, I mean, it, it was it was total freak accident because the EMS, like, it was inside the school gym. So it was this whole thing that happened. Like, I'm swinging. I'm thinking all big and bad. And all the trainers around me, like, you got this. Like, you're <laughs> going to do it. They're hyping me up. I'm like, why were you all hyping me up in the first <laughs> <Yeah>. place? <laughs> um, uh, you all going to pay the hospital bill. Oh, for sure. But, uh, yeah, so I, I fell and uh, tore my adductor that day. And it put me out of the gym for three and a half months, about four months. I was on crutches for a very long time. Completely removed that portion of my life when I was most heavy into that. 
And uh, it was something where I, I sat there and I was like, man, this sucks. Because I would go there whenever I felt upset. I would go and do, like, that was like my, my safe place whenever things were happening in my life. I would confide in the gym. Because mm-hmm. I can go in there, turn off all emotion, and just, yep. if I'm pissed, just lift heavy weight. Don't really have to deal with it. Just just do the work. If mm-hmm. I'm sad, who cares? You got to lift this 225 pound, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, dude, he removed it completely. And I, I had no choice but to sit there. I mean, I literally was just like stuck in my bed half the time. It's like, I can't go anywhere. <laughs> it, it refocused and recentered me and it made me realize that it was, it was a big idol that I had to break. And he, I didn't see it on my own, so he forced it. And uh, I'm glad that that kind of changed because now my whole perspective has changed about health in general. Um, I still thoroughly enjoy the gym. You can still thoroughly enjoy something and it not be an idol. Mm-hmm. But it's when you start to take complete, what's, what's the word, like complete fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's not the right phrasing. When that's you. Yeah. The gym is not you. Um. Cause I mean, that's, that's how I dealt with all of life's problems instead of going to him or praying or doing any of that stuff. Cause I, I didn't wake up like a super thankful person. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't do three, four things I do now. The second I wake up now, I'm thanking him for another day yeah. because we're not guaranteed another second. Yeah. You know, anytime something bad happens, I never turn to him. I turn to him now. Like if I, if I'm really upset, I will sit in my car for however long and I will pray and I'll be like, God, I don't understand what's going on. I know I'm not supposed to necessarily understand what's going on right now, but whatever it is, just please give me eyes and ears where I can see, I can hear just something to hold on to. And whether he provides it or not, that's his choice. Right. And I'm perfectly content with that because at the end of the day, whenever I confide in him, it is the most settling, like warm feelings, not the right word, but you can have peace, true peace peace that you've never felt before that I hadn't felt before in situations. And there's still some situations where I'm like, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have peace. I'm in one of those right now for something, but at the end of the day, like I know I can get that 10, 20 hour, however long it is of just time with him and just being able to relax and just enjoy that time because Man, dude, you got to put the on armor, God, before you start your day, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get attacked all day. Yeah, there's too many battles. Oh, there's, there's so battles many. every every second. Oh, literally. So, that's a little bit about my testimony. You know, there there are more details that we won't go into on the podcast, but um, that's that's yeah. Yeah, that's dude, that's that. bro. That's man. I was getting emotional just listening to, <laughs> and also envisioning, you know, like those moments where you're like at the end of it all. And, uh, it's a crazy point in life. dude. Yeah. And just like that feeling of warmth that you felt, I've had similar feeling, dude. you know, when I was going through my stuff and it's, yeah, it's like, yeah, he's not the amount of times where he's like, I'm not done with you. Like, do you think I'm done? Like, why do you think I'm done with you? Like, and that, as you look through scripture, I don't, this is not, obviously this is not how it all was intended to be from the, from jump, but like the fact that he can use all these, we talked about this earlier, like the fact that he can just use broken people, like, like you were really broken. Dude, I was, I was really, really in the trenches, man. Yeah. Like it was, it was tough. 
and just I, like you. Yeah, like I was broken, like yeah. so broken. But as humans, it's almost like what we need, like what other people need, in order for them to like heal as well. Like for that, like those people to call you at two a.m. and you to speak life into them. Like that doesn't happen unless you are completely broken at the end of yourself and he pulls you and grabs you. That doesn't happen. And that's what's so amazing about the Christian faith is most faiths are like, "Eh, you know, you had this tough life. Eh, Better luck in the next one. Like this is the one where it's like, no, I can give you like I give you eternal life, but I also give you peace and joy in the one that we're currently living in amongst all the, the struggle. And it's like he has to he has to like, he has to be able to use you in that brokenness for uh, like to others, for others to see. Absolutely. I don't want, I don't want to say I embrace struggle now. Or, I, no, I, I, think that's, like, I think that's a really good mindset to have. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I think I do, but like, yeah. I don't like it. Like right. I embrace oh, it because yeah, I no. know like how he can use me in that yeah. and like how he wants to use me. And I talked about this on the last podcast is like being others focused if I embrace struggle, trials, tribulations, whatever you want to say, like if I embrace that, I can be others focused on the other side of that or within it and people can be healed, know, get to know him, yeah. insert whatever you want to insert because of the things I go through or because mm-hmm. of the things as you as a listener or you right. will like everybody. Yeah. We can all come together in those moments. So absolutely let's embrace that. Like let's embrace whatever the hard thing is and, and go through it together. Like for you, you had community that came alongside you yep. and has poured into you and absolute blessing saved oh you gosh. in a lot of ways. That's what we need. Like that's what we need to do. And, uh, man, I, I, I just thank you for sharing all that because somebody out there needed to hear that. Somebody, Hey, yes. it's a word for somebody. Somebody's it sitting is. on that meta- yep. physically or metaphorical, Whatever ledge yeah and, and yeah that's a great point to make because it can de- it, you don't physically have to be there yeah. to be there it can be a any other kind of ledge yeah. that you envision it to be or or that it is sorry i don't mean envision because yeah. if you're there you're there you're there it could be a spiritual um, one it could be yeah. the one where it's like hey like i'm done with this god thing right yeah like, i've been hurt by yeah. too many christians or whatever i've been hurt god i've been hurt too many times i'm done yeah and that's not what he that's not what he says. Like no. he would, Jesus would understand you completely to a whole other level because of his story. Yep. Amen, you know, bro. like Amen. that's what I always get kind yeah. of like jacked up about in the faith. <laughs> now I'm like, okay, I'm going through this hard thing and I'm going to question my faith. Yeah. When Jesus literally talk about rejection, um, Whatever I can't even think of the word. Everything. Yeah, everything. Really like cover he, everything. He experienced all of that. Right. Physical pain and took the brunt of all of that for all of us. Mm-hmm. So who am I? I mean, he's not gonna shake his head and like be like, No, you shouldn't feel any of these feelings. Yeah. But who am I to really kind of put into question him when he right. was the one that bore it uh uh got the brunt of it the most. Yeah. So I should turn to him because like that's I'm like if he can go through it. But like yeah. then I should be able to look at that and be like, hey, I can, in some way I can, I can model that or I, I can take his strength that he gives me and, and go through those hard things. Oh, yeah. So. Well, and two, you know, regardless if you think you don't have to say it, he already knows everything you're going through. He knows where you're at right now. So he's not waiting for you to 
believe that you're in this bad spot and you're just turning to him. He's waiting for you to understand how broken you are. He's waiting for you to be like, all right, I'm ready. There are times where you can pray and you don't even have to say anything. You don't have to think anything because your heart speaks for you. Mm -hmm. And you know, the Trinity, the Holy Trinity, like that's all a flow from you to God. That's like, that's the whole transpiration of prayer up to the Lord. And you don't have to say anything because your, your heart knows where it sits. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, so that being said, like, you don't even have to, he's just waiting for you to repent, man. Yeah. He already knows what you're going through. You don't have to admit anything. I mean, you have to admit stuff to yourself so that you can actually get to that point. But, um, yeah, I mean, dude, that's, that's, that's a good word. That's yeah. a good word. I appreciate it. I, I, I just, I, I feel like I said at the end of the last episode too, but just like, don't be afraid to, there's a wall for most people, there's a wall that's just sitting in front and you're so afraid. Like you don't know how to get through the wall, yep. right? Yep. But most of the time, he's just, he provided a way around it or there's literally a door that you can just open. Like don't be afraid yep. to turn the knob and see if it opens or yep. don't be afraid to literally walk around it. For me, it was more walking around it. He's like, dude, you're just bashing your head into the wall. Yeah, man. Asking for me to show up yeah, when he's yeah. like, if you just turn your head to the right a little bit, you can just see that you can literally walk around it. Yeah. And I think so many people just need to hear, like, don't be afraid to like walk around the wall. However, that looks for you in your life. Like yeah, if it's yeah. stepping into community or different community, um, speaking to a friend about something that you've really been struggling with yeah. that you're so afraid to like go around that wall. Cause there's just so much good that comes from it. And don't, I, don't I'm excited to, to see, yeah. like, I, I want people to do that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think, don't, don't also forget this too, that sometimes you are going to have to go head on with the wall mm -hmm. walls of Jericho, for example, you know, they had to march around that wall for, what was it? Three days, mm -hmm. I think three days before it crumbled. There wasn't a sign that that wall was going to crumble at all, at all for that yeah. entire time. Mm -hmm. That's just, again, that's a faith-based work right there of being like, we've got to do this. We know we have to do this. And if we're going to take it head on, we're going to do it fully. Mm -hmm. That's what they did. And it, God showed up. So, I mean, whether you can go through the door, go around the wall, go through the wall. Just don't let it stop you. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't stop. Don't stop. Because I mean, at the end of the day, if you, if you stop, you're not going to grow. Yeah. You, you don't give any room to grow. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I can never read how much time like is off of this. I'm not <laughs> sure how far we're into this. Wow. We are. Oh, wow. Is this yep, like an hour yep. in? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't even know. It's 2,660 seconds. seconds. Is that, that's a lot of seconds. It's a lot of seconds right there. But I guess, you, yeah. I guess we can, we can we wrap, wrap up, up. I, yeah. with, with, with wrapping it up. Um, is there any like last words of wisdom that you have, or just that you, know, you can speak life into people or something that's just on your heart or on your mind before we, Man, before we close it out? I guess following up the whole podcast is just don't be afraid of whatever you're unaware or not unaware, but unsure of. You know, as humans, we naturally are going to tend to think the worst in situations. We're programmed to do that. It's an instinctual thing. Um, don't be afraid to take a chance, to take a risk, to do something, to post this podcast, to make a video, to go to the gym for the first time, to do whatever. You know, we're only given one life here, you know. And I, this is kind of like my YOLO side. It's like, go for it, you know. Mm -hmm. But experience life. Do some stuff. You know, pray, be faithful, try and listen to him and how he's speaking to you, but don't stop because you're just scared or worried about something. Obviously assess a risk. You don't want to do, you don't want to 
jump out of a building because it'd be fun and you don't have a parachute on, right? That's not mm-hmm. a good idea, obviously. But if there's anything that's possibly holding you back from getting to that next level, don't stop. Just go for it. Do it. Take a risk. If you're young, you've got so much time ahead of you in your life. If there's anything, right now is the time to take a risk. Yep. Um, right now is as good as any other time. So stay prayed up. Stay blessed. <laughs> do, do your thing every day. Get, hop into Word every day. And uh, that's my, that's, I guess that's, that's my parting word right there. That's, so. that's good, man. And I, I thank you for, for joining me. Um, it was great to, like, get to know your story a little bit more. Like, yeah, I, dude, thank you. Like, listeners, I didn't know much of you guys. All I knew is Creative Labs and <laughs> and uh, that I've seen them at a couple of events. Yeah, man. And this just to been, hear yeah. hear your story and for listeners, like, whoever gets to hear this, I'm just, it's so cool how, how God can bring together two people like that. Yeah. And, uh, man, I'm just inspired by by you. Um, oh, I appreciate it. Like, I, dude, the same can go right back to you, though. Dude, man. I, pr- I appreciate. I mean, that, honestly, man. if if I'm being truthful with you, I had no idea how this was going to go today. I, 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 you asked me, and I was like, I don't really know him, but I think this is a really, really good opportunity to get to know him and just be able to spend some quality time and just learn about each other and just get to know each other. Yeah. This has been such a fruitful time, dude. Even before recording the podcast, yeah, we I'm talked so about, thankful. Yeah. Thank you for asking me to come on here and for giving me the opportunity to come on here and just spread the word a little bit, spread a little bit of my story. Um, it's, it's been a blessing, bro. Dude. This is definitely, this, this friendship is definitely going to continue. Dude, love, that. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Love that. Um, I'm going to close this out in prayer, man. Cause I just feel, I feel led to do that All right, brother. and pray, like pray Let's for you it. as well. Um, father, father God, we just, we thank you for, for your people. We thank you for, for will, um, just who he, he is. Um, how are you are using him? How are you you have used his story, or how you've just worked in his life, Lord, um, from just points of just being in deep depressive states to a point where he just didn't want to live anymore, and you showed up like you always show up. And Lord, we are thankful that you continue to show up mm-hmm. for him and just others that are listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. And we just pray that you keep that like on the forefront of our minds when we do not remember that you always show up that you give those signs that you give that warm feeling Come on, on yeah. the edge on the yeah. ledge yeah as soon like when we feel like we're gonna jump off that you hold us back mm-hmm. and you remind us like you did to him that we can be used and we are gonna be used and that you always fulfill promises um, so I just pray that you continue to use him you continue to just speak life into him. Mm-hmm. Um, use his skills, his creativity to share stories, share his story and share others. Um, build businesses stronger. Um, just to continue to glorify you, Lord. So we are just so thankful for that um, and who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just pray for listeners out there that they hear our stories. They don't just, don't, they don't just hear it just as like a cool thing. Like, oh, those guys, those guys are cool and they had these cool testimonies but that they are able to see you, Lord, through mm-hmm. our stories mm-hmm. and see how they, how you are working in their life. That's it. Um, so, Lord, we are just thankful, um, as always. And we will always, always, even when we fall off sometimes, we will always come back. That is the prayer, that we all always come back to you, and you will never leave us nor forsake us. I pray this in your almighty and powerful name. Amen.
Amen. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. Take care, guys.